editing Kendra here. Before this episode starts, I want you guys to know that Mercury's in retrograde and I had some really strange connectivity and just voice issues during this episode. So turn the volume up and listen. You made it to the Hidden Gems podcast, the podcast that highlights the journeys of small business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives through conversation, interviews, and storytelling. Tune in every Monday for a new episode where I drop major gems, or at least my guests drop major gems. So this week I have the owners of the Bueno Taco with me, Miss um, Melanie and Mr. Ralph. They're also my family members. <laughs> um, so if you guys could just introduce yourself and tell us about Bueno Taco. Okay, so I'm Melanie Gibson, one half of the Bueno Taco family. And I'm Ralph. <laughs> And we've been doing Bueno Taco since 2016. Wow. Has it really been that long? Yeah. Since 2016. (laughs) Okay. Wow. A lot longer though, but yeah, since 2016. Yeah. So this week, you guys, or this month, I've been focusing on couples in business because it's like February, but it's also Black History Month. So do you guys have any, um, do you guys come from like an entrepreneur background, like family members? Um, that have owned businesses in the past or things like that? So yeah. I, so for me, my family was, was not about entrepreneur. My family was finding a very stable job, getting a retirement plan, pay your bills so you can cover for your family. That My family was not about taking the risk of being an entrepreneur. I come from a very stable, like follow the path. <laughs> so this, this was brand new for me. Okay. And, and for me, I wouldn't say they were entrepreneurs, but my parents did own some rental property. So as a kid, I had to go and help before I could go outside and play, you know? So that got my juices going, always wanting to do something besides, you know, they had their jobs, but then also they had some passive income as well. So I always wanted to do something. In- okay, cool. Yeah. So um, one of my episodes I did with my mom and we were talking about our family history. And I always knew my great-grandmother had the tailor shop, but I didn't know about my grandmother's side, who they had like barber shops and um, hair salons and things like that. So I found that out recently. So I was like, oh, well, maybe that's where I kind of get this from, this kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was always kind of the dreamer. I understood the importance of the stability, you know, making sure you have your nine to five, making sure you can pay your family's bills. But I was like the kid looking, you know, on the outside looking in. You know, I always admired people that had the courage to step out and kind of do their own thing and follow their dreams and their passion. So I, I think I had the entrepreneurial mindset in my head. I just uh-huh. didn't have the courage when I was younger because I was all about the stability. So this one, this one really, oh, <laughs> this one um, had it and I trusted in him. And so that's what really got me to jump and, and you know, take that first step. Okay, that's yeah. good. It's always good to have somebody who can balance you out, like as yeah, a, for as sure. your partner. As your partner. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you five five random questions. They are they can be anything. They like they really have nothing to do with business. Sometimes, sometimes they're random, like yeah. totally random. <laughs> and, be- and before we go to the questions, let's tell us what Bueno Taco is. Oh yeah, Bueno Taco. We were originally from LA. We're from Los Angeles, and we moved here 14 years ago. And in LA, just about on every corner, you'll see a taco cart. In New York, you'll see a hot dog cart. In LA, you'll see a taco cart. When we came out here, and they're authentic street tacos. Uh, and when we came out here, I, we noticed that there weren't any. Yeah. Um, what, what sparked my mind was we went to a, a, a tailgate right. originally, probably seven, eight years ago. We went to a tailgate at uh, the Falcons game, and we bought some carne asada. And when I started cooking it, people were just, they didn't know what it was, you know? And what is this? And it smells so good. So I made them a couple of street tacos. And before you know it, people were tapping me on the shoulder. Saying, you know, can, can I get something? They taste, you know, we tasted some of that. And I said, let, let me make my wife a plate. <laughs> I literally, we were guests. So we only bought like two pounds of meat. It wasn't like, you know, we were a guest. We were told don't bring anything. You know, but you don't want to come empty handed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I said, wow, you know, we were new here and just said, hey, they're, they're not getting the, what we grew up on is everyday life. You know, you go to the club, you leave, there's a taco cart somewhere, you know, running from work, want to make a quick stop on any corner, you can find a taco. 
and you 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 tend to know which one you like the best. So there was one by my house. So I don't care if I was at a work event, you know, entertaining clients. I knew on my way home if it was two in the morning, eleven o'clock at night, I would go until I get to Redondo and 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 Jefferson in LA. There was Beto's Taco. He was there 24 hours, it seemed like. You know, but you get your favorite one. And, that, and that's where we said, hey, we can do that out here. We can bring that out here. So we specialize in um, authentic LA street tacos, quesadillas. With a little um, southern twist. Nachos. They eat a little different in the south than they yeah. do you know, the west coast. So yeah. We, we one, it's, cilantro, it's cilantro and onion. That's a taco. Yeah. Onion side of little corn taco with a stash of lime. And that's the best thing you ever taste. When we got here, everyone wants some sour cream. You know, like they think it's taco. Like we're not taco, Bill. That's not no taco. (laughs) But but Kendra, we we got smart and you have to give the customers what they want. So we do still have the street tacos, but we also have the tacos that folks in the South like because that's just good business practice. You have to Mm -hmm. listen to what the customer wants or else you'll go out of business. We we were doing an event and... uh, he was actually, we were doing an event out here. He was a retired, he was retired and he did California Fish Market was his name. And he pulled us to the side. He was originally from LA. And after we had a two day event and that first night, they told him like people passed us up because we didn't have cheese. We didn't have sour cream. We didn't have lettuce. That's what they wanted on their taco. Uh-huh. You know, he said, I get what you guys are trying to bring out here. He said, but you got to, you got to give the people what they want or else you're going to miss out on that money. Right, we missed out on money. You know, at the bottom of the day, at the bottom of the line, we wanted to affect our bottom line. Right, we we do this because we want to return on our investment. And we realized that very first event we had five years ago, that brother gave us so much good information. He didn't even have. Yeah, he knew we were from LA. He knew we were just starting out. He wanted to help a black couple do better, and we were humble enough at that point to listen. Here's this guy that's been successful. Sometimes you have to stop talking and listen. Yeah. We did that and it just turned the whole business around. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he gave us some jewels <laughs> that night. Yeah. And it was a two-day event. And that next day, we took what he told us and we did what he said that next day. And we killed it. Yeah. We just we, we killed it. We're like, we can do this. <laughs> <laughs> we can do this. Yeah. So so y'all have y'all have. Don't you have a food truck? Or we, do we have a trailer now. We have yeah. a trailer that we pulled with the truck and we set it up. We did the tent set up for many years. Yeah. Um, and that that's and the, it, you know, it it's financially it's helpful, right? Because it doesn't cost as much as a trailer or a food Okay. Truck. Yeah. You know, um, so we had to get in where we could what we can afford to get our feet wet and then make money and then grow. So now we have a now we have a food trailer and it just makes our life easier. Just yeah. to pull up at an event, pull up at wherever. Yeah. Start serving. Yeah. Pulling up, unloading, setting up, working eight, 10 hours at a big festival. You're tired. And people with trailers and trucks, 20 minutes later, they pull off and they're gone. An hour later, we're <laughs> still breaking down our setup because we're moving slower because we've been up since six this morning. And now it's 11 at night. <laughs> working all day you know and it just we had to build up to where we can get a trailer so yeah we yeah. have a trailer now that's what's up yeah because i saw the picture on i think it was facebook y'all posted a picture with yeah. it in front of the trailer so i'm very excited for you guys in the trailer yeah. like this is gonna pop off <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Right there. yeah. yeah. coming up we got Coming up already now. So good. Yeah. Good. Good. Okay. Let me ask y'all these five questions, then I'm gonna ask y'all the questions from the listeners. Absolutely. Let's go. So the first question is: What books are you reading right now? Well, I'm I'm reading books that are all focused on education, succession planning, and diversity and inclusion. Okay. In my other life, I'm in the field of training development and so I'm so I'm in school I'm finishing school so that's what I'm completely focused on is just how we can um build an opportunity for people of color mm-hmm. to grow in their organizations and to be successful that's why I'm completely focused on. yeah <laughs> I love it and I'm reading this 
look online. It's uh, <laughs> the cash match, probably Wade. It was just, I was online one day and it popped up. And you know how it, it sucks you in. It lets you read like a paragraph. Uh-huh. You're starting to read. And you're like, this is interesting. And you say, read more. And then they want you to buy it. And I'm like, oh, you guys got me. But, but they, sent, they sent me in, right? So that, that's what I'm reading right now. But I also read recently, uh, years ago, I read and then I read it again. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's I haven't a, read that book yet. It's a great it's book. Good. And anyone that, everyone should read that book. It's mm-hmm. just on how two dads do money. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's a very, very good book. And then um, I'm into looking at podcasts on just um, real estate, you know, entrepreneurship, just trying to learn and take in as much as we can. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I am reading the, well, okay, so I'm reading Dare to Lead by Brene Brown, and I'm also reading, I'm obsessed with her, (laughs) and I'm also reading, I'm still reading the seven habits of highly effective people, and I really think I'm having a hard time getting through, because I am listening to it on audiobook, but the guy's voice who's reading for it, it's just so like, it drags, Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, that's why I went ahead and downloaded Brene Brown's book and I am like into her book. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also reading, um, have you guys watched the show Bridgerton? Yes. Yeah, are yeah. you kidding me? Of I course. <laughs> so I am on like the, uh, I think I'm on the sixth or seventh book in Bridgerton. <laughs> oh, good. She, she started watching it and I walked in one day. I have to sit through one of your shows again. <laughs> And then I was hooked. I was like, telling me, rewind. rewind. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was good. I love that show. Nate won't watch it with me, but I love it. I watched it twice and I, I kind of watched it like two and a half times because after reading one of the books, I was like, wait a minute, what? So I had to go back and rewatch the first season. And I was like, oh, so I'm very excited for the next couple of seasons that are going to be coming up for Bridgerton because I'm be- I've been reading the books. So I'm just obsessed. <laughs> Okay, let's see. What do we have here? Um, if you could only watch one TV show for the rest of your life, what show would it be and why? <laughs> Ooh. For me, it would be The Cosby Show. The Cosby Show? That's a good show. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the reason being, just The Cosby Show for me, I grew up in inner city LA, you know, and it just showed us something different. Mm-hmm. You know, and the people looked like us. Yeah. You know, and, and that's when I really learned about that college through the Cosby show. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my friends that went to college started going to black colleges from LA. Yeah. You know, it's just out here now that we live here, black colleges are in our face all the time. On the West Coast, there are none. So you don't, it, it, unless you had a family member that went, which I didn't, you know, it's not in our face like it is here in the South. Um, so that, that introduced me to to the black college life, the Greek wear, and you know, yeah. like, oh, this is all right. You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just the images, you know. I like blackish. I think it's probably the oh, I love that show. connection oh, to the Cosby show, just because it's a ridiculous husband. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> really. They call me Dre. <laughs> we do. We call him Dre. Yeah. Accomplished woman, and he really supports her. Supports him, regardless of how ridiculous he is, the whole makeup. I think I, I, I connect. I really like that. Yeah. Blackish is a good show. I've, I've, I used to watch Blackish a lot. Now I watch Grownish a lot. Yeah. Probably because like, I can understand some of the things that she's going through in her college life. So that's pretty cool. And they they touch on socially, uh, social issues as well. They do. They do. They do. I recently did see that Blackish episode where Joan or not Joan, uh, (laughs) right rainbow right i'm in i'm in the girlfriend's character uh when rainbow was mad at junior for having his girlfriend over because during covid and i was like oh yeah it's it's relevant you know you're like yeah i can relate to that yeah 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 so that's good shout out to tracy ellis ross she is a bad woman for sure yeah for sure uh so this question is how much research did you guys do prior to becoming small business owners like on your for your business none it it it, it kind of backfired on us right yeah okay so what what happened in la we see the street vendors everywhere 
Mm-hmm. So I, I got so excited. I was actually commuting back and forth from LA, living here, working in LA. And when I went to that football game, it sparked our interest, right? And then when I transferred back out here for good with work, a friend of mine who I grew up with in LA, we went out here and I went to a bar later that night. It was late night. Said, wow, nowhere to eat. You know, I'm looking for it. And then I said, hey, that's when I'm going to get a, a, a cart. So I immediately came home, told Mel the next day, Mel, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to get out here. You know, I was like, has the club worn off yet? Yeah. Like, well, you're talking crazy. I'm not standing out on a street corner. Like, you're Yo. talking crazy. I'm right. About I'm about to get out here and kill him. I'm about to kill him with it. I'm about to bring these tacos out here. Get out here at the all these clubs, these, these strip clubs, these nightclubs. Like, there's no food. So I ordered a cart from LA, had it custom made, get it out here. And the uh, city of Atlanta was like, bro, that's not happening. <laughs> you, know, like, you can't just set up, man. So yeah. we were like, oh man, what, what are we gonna do with this cart we just <laughs> But it was me just being so excited and jumping on it, right? Because I, I seen the opportunity, but I didn't do my homework. Okay. You know, so now we have this cart, and then I found out um we just figured out how we could still put this cart to use because we knew there was a, there were a lot of opportunity there. And I found out about the festival scene. And there, there's a festival every weekend. Yeah. I mean, I'd never seen anything like it. So three, like, four festivals. Yeah. <laughs> every weekend from late February, March, October. Yeah. Kanye's, that. Everywhere. And we'll somewhere. go just about anywhere. But to your point, Kendra, we jumped in feet first because we're trying to support the dream. And we're like, this is a good way to start it. And lost money. You know, money doesn't grow on trees. So we both had full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. So this was going to be something it was like a side gig. And so we were like, we can't afford to make those kind of mistakes anymore. You know, your, your passion is one thing, but you have to support it with the research. So then mm-hmm. this one over here started get getting obsessed. obsessed. Get like getting online, doing research, calling people, asking questions. Can you tell me this? And that's where the research kicked in. Because yeah. at that point, it was like dream on hold. We cannot afford to, to lose this kind of money on, on our dream if we don't support it with the research. And from that, he just kind of really started diving in and then filling me in. And then that's where we started getting smarter and going, oh, gosh. Yeah, you know, we wish we had known that. So that's it's very important. And if it's not official research, talk to other people that are in the business mm-hmm. who are because who are, they're so smart and they've made mistakes that you can avoid, you know, costly mistakes. And that's where we that's been our greatest teacher talking to other people who have made mistakes before us, who are now really successful in the game. You humble yourself because you don't know it all, and we mm-hmm. still learn. And um, because of that, we were able to, you know, get successful and get this trailer. So it's it, it was a tough lesson, but I think if we hadn't gone through it, we'd still be making really expensive mistakes. <laughs> but what happened to the trailer, though? Like, I mean, not the trailer, the cart. What happened to the cart? uh, So we figured out a way because that's when we started, we got the tent set up, right? And we found out about the permit issues and things like that. And because we don't do this full time, you know, there's there's a commissary you have to get, uh, and that's a licensed kitchen or where you're going to store your food because you can't cook at your house. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to eat someone's food they're cooking at house and bringing it to us, right? Right. So there's things that you have to do. And because we have nine to fives, and this was something we were doing part time. You know, it doesn't make sense for us to go and purchase a commissary, you know, a, another rent, a restaurant, a, right. in a licensed yeah. kitchen. That's more money for something we don't do enough to make money, right? So we started, I started doing the research and said, hey, we can do festivals. And with the festival is a, a temporary food permit. And it's for that festival, it's two weeks and it's for that festival only. So we were finding Saturday festivals with 10,000 people there. Okay. Saturday, Sunday festival may have 50,000 people there and we were registered for those. And that's how we used our cart. And then we bought the tent and we had to find out that you had to get a uh, fire retardant tent. You know, there, there were things you had to do. And, um, and I did, I found all that through, through the research calling each county's um, health department. So we oh, were able to use the cart and we were able to put the grill portion now into the, the new the trailer. New trailer. So we have definitely made our money back. 
Absolutely. So it didn't make sense to leave the cart, you know, in storage, and we have a new trailer and buy and purchase new griddles. We're like, well, we're never going to use it because it's too big to be like our backyard griddle. Right. right? We said, we talked when we had the trailer built, we said, hey, we have a griddle. Can we use this one? Can we? And they said, absolutely. They said, it was so, uh, so we're still putting it to use. That's, that's my baby right there. <laughs> yeah. We better. Baby. <laughs> okay, let's see. Okay, we got two more. Let's see. Let's see what this one says. What advice would you give to your younger self? Be braver earlier. Be braver earlier. Absolutely. You know, you be willing to take that leap and be braver earlier. Be more courageous. Okay, that's good advice. That's it. I, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't agree more. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's see. You Last question from my bag, then I'll ask you these questions from the listeners. All right. What is one Black-owned business that you love to support and why? I was going to say this restaurant right here. Yeah, there's a there's a restaurant that opened actually right near us here in Fayetteville called Joseph. And it is um, the, the, it's a breakfast kind of brunch spot. And um, they just opened up a store in Fayetteville. They already had one. And it, their service is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They're um, just their whole vibe is phenomenal. She's very sick. The owner is very successful. It's woman. Um, and they're just, they're doing it. You know, they have a lot of kind of young, ambitious people that are working in there and to see them come to Fayetteville, which is not necessarily the most diverse city in the South. Um, and just the, the lines and the interest in this business has mm-hmm. been very exciting for us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you guys check up there over. I think it's like nine to three only. Yeah. You know, and they're packed. It's the food is excellent. The serving size is excellent. Service. Service, the atmosphere, and it's packed. And they opened <laughs> this this one in the middle of COVID. I mean, oh wow. It is brand new and it is off the charts successful. So that you know it's Okay, that sounds good. I'll have to check them out. What do they call? Do they have a website? Like, what's their link? <laughs> we will, we will, let's see, before we go, oh, yeah, you gotta look it up. Gotcha. It's Gosha. It's spelled like Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll have to look there's, them up. There's yeah. one on Cascade, and then this new one is here. Okay. Yeah, what's up? I had never heard of that. Yeah. Okay. I like breakfast food, so I'm down to give them a shot. I I, I eat breakfast for dinner. I love breakfast. (laughs) breakfast. Same. Same. All right. So this week I asked my listeners questions, uh, a few questions. Well, well, every Wednesday I'm starting to do this thing where I ask them questions. Um, So this week there were like three questions, but I only took two down. Um, So the first question is, if you could ask an entrepreneur one question, what would it be? So I am going to read you their questions. I'm going to let you answer them as best as you can. <laughs> okay, we'll play you. All right. <laughs> so the first question is, how did you know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Huh. I want to work for myself, honestly, <laughs> down, down the line. You know, I enjoy what I do. Um, I work in, in ad sales, I work in radio sales. You know, I represent five radio stations here in Atlanta. Okay. And and um, so I work on the marketing and advertising side. I find businesses, meet with them, and I create uh, marketing campaigns that will drive, that resonates with our listeners, right? And that will drive them to whatever business that we're advertising to their social media. Um, and I love it. I love it. But I also want to work for myself and I want to have a, a retirement where we have some passive income coming in. You know, we want to be able to take our trips. We like to take, as you know, we go on a family trip every year. <laughs> yeah, know? y'all do. Pre-COVID. 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 Man, that really put a damper on y'all's party. Yeah, yeah. So we were ready to go. We go across <laughs> the water. We've been on some great trips with the family, yeah. you know. And in retirement, we want to still be able to live that life. Mm-hmm. How can we set ourselves up, you know, to, to, to be able to take those trips when we want to still? And, and being an entrepreneur and just seeing my, my, my uh, parents having that real estate, you know, yeah. uh, when I was a kid, always made me say, hey, 
Yeah. I think for me, it really kicked off when we started becoming kind of empty nesters or kids. Because all the time, all my energies went into raising the kids, you know, raising the kids. We got we to gotta make sure they have that stability. And I think once they were old enough to kind of stand on their two feet, I was like, it's our time. You know, now we have the time to travel and now we have the time to invest. And I want to be responsible for our own success. I don't mm-hmm. want that dictated by someone else. If we make a mistake, it's our mistake. Yeah. You know, if we have successes, it's our success and we own that. So I think it, it took me a long time, but I have the right partner and we have the right attitude. And I'll tell you, I got to say it, Steve Harvey's book, it, it, oh, it, it, was, it was such a catalyst I, I for, yeah. what are you waiting for? Like, stop complaining about your nine to five. If you don't like to change it. Mm-hmm. And so we changed. I mean, and, you know, and to be honest, that did it for that us. That was the kickoff. Because remember, we started this in 2016, but I want to say it was 2013 or 2014 when I went to, came out here for that football game. And we talked about mm-hmm. it tacos, you know, for a couple of years. And yeah. it goes back to Mel saying, um, take advantage of, what did you say? Damn it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> jumping sooner, right, in, in our lives. Oh, yeah. and, and that's what happened. I, I, my buddy works for Steve Harvey in radio, right, a good friend of mine. And he, He's an entrepreneur as well, so we would talk. And then I saw a clip that he did. It went viral. It was after one of his shows or during taping. Mm-hmm. And I saw that, and I told Mel, I said, Mel, that's it. We're doing this. And, and so Steve, actually, yeah, you see you're right. That, that book was big for us. Yeah. That made us jump. Okay. Learning it, and so you know, we want to be in it. We want to be in the game, and not sitting on the sidelines, frustrated that we're not in there. So that's a big push for us. Because we knew we had something that the market didn't have. You know, but I also knew we keep talking about it. Someone's going to get it. Right. Someone else is going to get it. Yeah, that's true. Tacos are a big thing now, though. Like, everybody's into tacos. <laughs> I know. I know. They've been a big thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess we just caught up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just, yeah. you know, tacos. Yep. You know, I can yeah. eat tacos every day. <laughs> I'm not cooking tacos every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The next question is, what is your routine and your creative process? For the tacos? For Bueno Taco? Mm-hmm. So here's the routine. I do all the work. Okay. <laughs> and she takes the I do all the bossing <laughs> yeah, all when right. we're in the truck. Okay. We're out there. I, I, everybody has a role. Everybody play, has a role. And we, yeah, really, we really respect each other's lane because I, I can't be bossy about the purchasing, about the, the festival. When he makes a decision about, he's really the math guy, right? He makes the decision about, how much we need to purchase, how many potential clients we have, which festivals we're going to participate in. Is it worth our dollar? And then when we're in, I help to run, kind of manage the inner function. You know, I voice a calm when it gets heated because some of these festivals you're, you're going and you got a buck. I mean, you got to be willing to put in the time. And so I focus on that part. My sister's also very, and my brother also very engaged. And so we all have a role to play. It's really the four of us. Yeah. And we really respect those lanes because otherwise we would probably be at each other's throat <laughs> all the time. So we, Ralph really is the spearhead um, and manages that for you know, more physical part. He manages kind of those, the logistic part. And then, um, and then from there, we all have a role. My sister is the hype girl. Like she is, she has never met a stranger. And so, you know, people are coming and talking to her and, I mean, just kind of really coordinating that part. And so we all have a respective role to play and we, we play it. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll find like the festivals. I'll do the homework on the festivals. What their attendance was, you know, the previous three years to get an idea. Um, try to even reach out to some of the other vendors that had participated there before to say, is, you know, because they're honestly, and these were some lessons learned. There are some events that we participated in they may advertise, oh, we have 15,000 people, you know, and 3,000 people show up, you know, yeah. and we pay to get into these events. 
right? Expecting to make our money back and then some, right. you know? And then there are some events where they make money, obviously, but they have too many food vendors. That's not good for you us. Know? So that's not good for us when there's too many food vendors. So there's, we, we've learned through trial and error, right? To ask those questions, how many food vendors are you? You know, oh, okay. um, is there going to be, is there going to be yeah. another Mexican food vendor? Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, so, so those are some of the things. So I try to find that uh, festival for participation in. And then when it comes, and I will try to guesstimate on how many people we may feed. Um, so I do the, the purchasing as far as the meats. And then I'll talk to Mel and say, hey, we were expecting to feed about this many people. And then she'll do the purchasing for like the lettuce, the tomatoes, everything besides. Yeah. You know, and then when it's time to, to, to work, I'm on the grill. This is at the um, cash register. Grow yep. is is doing a taco, preparing them. And then Mel is on the quesadilla and, and the mac. Okay. And then, I'll back him up at the grill. Yeah. He has to step out to do whatever else. So, so everyone, <laughs> before, when we first started, it was like whoever's free, a taco order come in and I, I can do it, you know. And it, it was just a disaster. Yeah. Everyone is moving around and, you know, we thought they ordered this and we heard something else. You know, so now we have a system. You're the cashier. You're on nachos. You're on quesadilla. You're the meat person. Mm-hmm. You know, you're pre- you're prepping the tacos how people want. Them. Yeah. You know, everyone has their own lane, and that's just made it a much smoother for us. And the the, the object and the goal is to get consumers in and get them out your lane. Right. The, more, right. the faster you can do that, the more people you can serve. Yeah. You know, yeah. the more people you can serve. And the other thing is communication. Like we really learn to communicate better. You know, the way that Ralph and I communicate is not the same that my sister and the two of us communicate or my brother. So we've we've learned to communicate differently. So mm-hmm. it's faster, it's shorter, it's more efficient in that environment. Yeah. And we can we can sit and take all day to talk when we're not in the truck, but when we're out there at festivals, it you have to communicate really well and respectfully because it gets hot and you know, hot. <laughs> And boom, don't go well together. Right. So you have to learn to communicate well and respectfully so that it runs quickly. And we by, by the end of the night, the three of them want to jump on me to be honest. I'm, she's she's I'm the buffer. Very, she's been very I'm nice. I'm the buffer. My bro Larry, he has to he has to help me out. But by, oh, the, end no. night, by the end of the night, Mia and Mel want, you know, they want to do something bad. So it's you then. It's you. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, somebody said, what is your biggest challenge or what has been your biggest challenge? I feel like y'all might be touched on that a little bit, but if you want to, if you want to answer that one, I think our biggest challenge is finding the right festival. Yeah. That, that, that's our biggest challenge. And, and honestly, and getting into the larger ones, right? Right. When, when there's festivals, that's 50, a hundred thousand people, you know, those vendors, They've been there for five, six, seven years, mm-hmm. you, you know, because they know that's a great weekend for them to make some good money. So they're not trying to leave. And that, that, that uh, whoever's putting on that festival, you know, they're going to allow only X amount of vendors, mm-hmm. you know. So when one person decides not to come in, there's a long list <laughs> to replace that person. Yeah. So that, that's one of the challenges of getting into the larger um, festivals. Yeah, and I think you can't be an introvert. It's not in this business. You can't yeah. be an introvert. You have to shake hands. You have to get out there. You have to meet people. You have to meet local politicians. You have to meet because they're in charge of that. You know, they can they can help give you advice. They can help. And I and this one's never met a stranger either. And so yeah. he's met people who have hired us because of his golf group. Or he's met people, you know, just from the festival, getting out and walking around and come and try it and come and taste it. And and so you can't be an introvert. And the social media. For yeah. me, that's a challenge. I'm not super savvy on social media, but we've got kids your age, as you will know. <laughs> yes. Who like crank this stuff out. So you yeah. have to not try to do it on your own. You mm-hmm. have to leverage folks around you who are experts in that. Um, and so because of that, we're on um, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And th- those these things exhaust me. But for the kids, they're like, we'll do it. Take some pictures. We'll get it up online. And 
They told us which pictures are horrible. I yeah. would never think that. So now we've got them taking pictures at the right angles and the they, right. They literally, Raven literally took it over. Oh, they two weeks they ago tore apart said, what we had before. We have to revamp this. Oh wrong. yeah, getting your angles right. They got to get you yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> your angles. I'm like, it's a picture. Yeah, What's the big yeah. deal? Babe? Nah, the angles matter. <laughs> well, you yeah, see, you... <laughs> so we had to surround ourselves with people who, who are experts in that, which mm -hmm. and they have revamped that and we're getting marketing yeah, out, yeah. and they they just they know how to do that. So you can't own everything. Yeah, we both have site control issues, so you have to let you have to you have to let some of that go so you can be more successful. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's that's a good tip. That's a good uh, good thing to say because I, I'm learning that. Like with a lot of people that I interview, they're saying they have to put people in place to do things that they're not that good at, but other people may be great at, and that's yeah. that's something that I am constantly learning. I don't have anybody like you guys know. It's just me and my mom who do the waist beads, really. Um, she typically can pump out a lot more waist beads than I can because she doesn't have uh, two toddlers running around her house. But, <laughs> but on the days when I can, I do. So. Yeah, so that's good. Okay, so the next question somebody asked, <laughs> somebody was being funny. Have y'all seen that video where the man's like, where the money reside? Where the money reside? Somebody, somebody asked where the money reside. <laughs> 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 I, I think the money resides wherever you put in the work right like, absolutely <laughs> yes yes okay so um another question was how do you maintain clientele well our hours are the festivals right that's because remember this isn't something we do for a time right, right? We, we both have nine to five jobs and it's something that we don't do every weekend so we're very picky on which festivals that we're going to get more bang for our buck Mm -hmm. Right, because we're not going out as often, and then also family member. You know, someone may have a sweet sixteen party, and we don't have to sit there and serve. We can just drop off, you know, some catering thing gigs like that. So word of mouth, and then uh, from the festival, actually, people have come back and said, "Hey, we liked your food. Can we? You know, we always given out the cards, and we've gotten business like that. Saying, hey, we have a corporate event on a Saturday." Yeah. You know, we've turned down a lot of business during the weekday because we both. And yeah. golf group, the golf group. Yeah. Oh, through, his, yeah. through his, he's a part of a golf group. Um, and through that golf group, we've gotten a lot of references. We've done a lot of things for members of the golf group or people that they know because they're in all the, black men all in all these different professions. And um, and that's been a great source of business too. And you, if, you, if you give good quality, people will come to you and they'll, you know, they'll, Pay for what it's worth, and so that's been a lot of great connections too. Like my buddy's like, "Where well, you got your trailer? Um, I, I run a warehouse. We have 150 employees. Can you come feed them? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. You know, and then find out another golf buddy has another warehouse that he works. You know, so just word of mouth, always networking. Um, and like I said, there, there's been a lot of business we've turned down just because it's weekday, and don't let this get in the way of our primary income okay. right um but it's something we love to do we know it's some some, some great money when we pick the right festivals and just be ready to work that weekend yeah. just, you know, work. <laughs> it's hard work yeah yeah it sounds um, like hard work i don't think i don't think that would be the job for me <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're, well, you're, I, 50, 000, there's fifty thousand people at this festival and we haven't had them this year well 2020 because of covid but in the past, you know, we're 10, 20, 30, 50,000 people. You're working nonstop from the time you guys open up to the time that festival is over. You are working. But yeah. I, I will tell you, Kendra, something that's important for people to remember is if you're going to be an entrepreneur, it needs to be something you're passionate about. Right. Even on days where we've not made the most money, we always walk away laughing, always. Uh, we always talk about, okay, what's the plan for the next one? So you're always planning. Um, and you you don't feel like it's a loss because you're doing what you really want to do. Right. You can't. It can't be a grind for you to appear. Yeah, your your muscles may hurt, and you're but you you meet really great people at these festivals. You meet people that really love your food, and there's no better compliment than that. Mm -hmm. And you, as a family, I think we just we've been able we to. We have fun together. We have a lot of fun yeah. together. We laugh together, and as a couple, this is our dream. I mean. Who gets to do that? You know, not everybody is able to do that after some of the mistakes we've made and the lessons we've learned. And so you, you can't just expect to be a multimillionaire right off the bat. I think 
we've made more money because we're we're enjoying what we're doing and we've made a lot of great connections from it. And you, you have to keep that in mind. So if, you, if you're just in it to make a buck, I don't know that you'll always be successful in that way, but we can walk away breaking even and feel like we've had a good day. Yeah. And that's, that's important. Yeah, that is very important. There was this, I, I still haven't went back to find the quote, but I was talking to a friend of mine about my photography. And like right now, my photography is just a hobby. I just can't, like, I love photography. I love doing it. But like, I know that there was this quote that was like, if you really love doing something or something like that, do it for free. And like, honestly, I would do photography for free for people. Like, it's not an issue for me. But like, for me, the issue comes in when people don't respect your boundaries, like within that, or like, you know, people want a lot for a little. And like, so right now I'm taking a break from photography, but I'm focusing on other things, which is still okay. Um, But yeah, about this. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) thank you. So uh, the next question is, uh, well, you guys are, okay. So this one is, how did you find the love for what you do? But you already love tacos. You came here. Yeah, Yeah, we love tacos. (laughs) Every weekend, every weekend we make tacos just about anyway for family. You know, before it was a large group gathering, but yeah, we'd watch football game. We'd have tacos. Oh, what are y'all doing for the Super Bowl? This weekend. Okay. It's yeah, just we're low like, key this weekend. I know. It's just low key. Tacos and margaritas, man. That's not <laughs> anything better, you know? So that's, we've always made tacos, always, always. Okay. So it's, it's it was a natural kind of love. And I think the, the natural progression into, into the business. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The next question is what was one? Okay, so what was one of the deciding factors for working for yourself? And she also put, I'm afraid to jump out there. You have to jump. I mean, because you're going to have that what if, you know, in your mind forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't at least try it. If you try it and it, and, it, and it doesn't work, you know, it's not a failure. It's a learning lesson. Yes. It's a failure. It's a lesson learned move on and try something else until you find your niche or that it it could be the timing you you know the time wasn't right there's a lot of factors uh but you have to jump if if you're passionate about something you have to jump and when i cursed by accident that's what i was saying like you said be fear fear, uh don't be fearful or something like that earlier in life oh yeah she said be braver earlier it was a good little quote i was like i like that i like that That was a good one. But but that but that's it. Just you know, if you're young and, and just or if you're not so young. And, and like if we, you're not you so know. young, like like her, you know. <laughs> you know like her. And this is why everybody wants to get on him at the end of the night. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Just just wow. just be um be fearless. You know, you have to jump. You know, go get Steve Harvey's book, Jump. Which book is it now? Which book? Jump. Oh, that's the name of it. Okay, I'll have to look that one up. But I'm reading a lot of books right now. I don't think I can take on another one. Yeah, it's really real life lessons, you know, and you don't get to complain if you're not in it. Right. You don't get to complain about it if you're not in it. You know, we've always said we want to show our children a different way. We, you know, that that it's okay to dream and it's okay to follow your passion and to jump. And we want them to be able to say, my parents were entrepreneurs, you know, they they leaped out on faith and, you know, they did it together and and um, they achieved, you know, a lot of their dreams. So that's, that's important. We want them to be more smart about money, mm-hmm. more smart about investments and financial decisions. Yeah. So that was important for us. Yeah. A buddy of mine had a quote before, um, my best friend in LA, and he sent it to me and it said, if, it, if you didn't come from a rich family, that has to start with you. The rich yeah. family has to start with you. You didn't come from a rich family, right? So we want to be that foundation so our grandkids can say, you know, this is where it started. My grandparents started Bueno Taco, you know, yeah. my grandparents invested in some real estate. My grandparents, you know, yeah. just give them the foundation that we didn't have, you know, to, to, to be so they don't have to go from A to Z. They can start at L. Right. right. That, that's right. our goal in life, to give our children the better, a better opportunity than we had to start. 
Yeah, I think it's so interesting just like being black in America. Like we're kind of learning as we go as far as like building generational wealth and things like that. So like, it's like, I feel like right now it's turning into like a little mini black renaissance period because a lot of people are just like, getting back in touch with their like roots and realizing what they're good at and what they want to do and what they want to put out into the world. And I think that's just a beautiful thing, but I, I, you definitely have to jump. You can't. And and what I've noticed when you say that, I notice people when they're looking for a product or a service, they're looking for that black company first. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's what they're doing. And and I love seeing that, you know, amongst my golf group, we put anything out there it's over a hundred of us i ask an electrician a plumber a you know whatever a, a cpa we have we have it we run the map everything hey. in. so we have it i keep this on the side of the bed this is the book jump. okay jump yeah great book and there's a quote his quote is i don't know it's, 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 it's like before you leave this earth this world and before you die just jump uh, just jump at least one time. You know, you have to take that leap of faith. Yeah. And, and bet on yourself. Like we we bet on ourselves later in life. And that goes back to what Mel was saying. Do it earlier in life. You know, bet on yourself. Believe in yourself. Yeah. That instinct us to do something. And a lot of times we don't follow that. Gut we have that for a reason. Right? You have to believe in that gut instinct. And, and, and yeah. That's so true. Jump, jump earlier in life. Jump earlier. That's that's a fact. Yeah. Okay, so um, what does success look like for you? For me, it's not been a multimillionaire. I I, I want to be able. Success is. I think we're very successful now. From you know, it, it starts for me. It's from where I come from, right. <laughs> where we are in life now and where we see ourselves what we're planning for the future so from where i come from and where i see we're where we'll be in the future that's a a very we may not be the richest right but we are setting up ourselves to live the lifestyle we want to live and setting up our children and our grandchildren to have a better opportunity than what we started with and that's success for me yeah and i think just you know, people underestimate happiness because they put money above that. They put ambition above that. I think we are probably happier than we've been today, even though, you know, we're, we're we have a lot of irons in the fire and, we, you know, we're busy. I think, I think kind of the happiness quotient has really um, built for us and grown for us. It's, it's helped us as a couple. It's helped us as a family. We, we, we win together, we lose together, and then we rebuild together. And I think that's, um, you know, when you go to sleep at night, even when you're really exhausted and really tired, you're really happy. And oh, for me, I think, yeah, it's my road dog. I think my that's, road dog, um, that's, right. yeah. that's, that's the best. You know, when, when, when you leave this earth, you, what, you're going to take a bunch of money with you? You can't take that with you. Yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, I think that peace of mind and that happiness, that, um, that accounts for a lot. That and set, setting our lot. children up, yeah. you know, once again, yeah. a generational wealth. Yeah, we don't come from that. It's starting with us, you know. And like you said, that Renaissance, that Black Renaissance, right now, and yeah. we're in it. Like we are in it, and and we we have these conversations with our kids about credit. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, they they have seven forties, and I'm like, I didn't get a seven forty till I was in my forties. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because we're just young, and you know, you graduate high school. Remember, they have the the, the banks right the in the quad, the first tables. credit card tables. Yeah, on college campuses. Yeah, they those. stopped that because we all went in debt. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we all went in debt, not knowing we're 18 and giving credit cards. Like, right. Um, you know, they stopped doing that. And and just having those conversations, those financial conversations with our children. Yeah. And then they'll be able to share those conversations. And then what they've learned, you know, to do better than what we did. And they'll share that with their children. You get a dollar doesn't mean you have to spend a dollar. Get a dollar. Think about some long term. We and we we go into we have a little space that we call our think tank. So I think that that we go in there, we sit down, we talk about our goals and our dreams, and short term and long term. That's important. Separating that out and then understanding how do we get to the long term and really stick to that plan. So we tell the kids all the time: you don't have to spend a dollar just because you earn a dollar. 
spend right. 50 cents and put the other 50 cents away, you know, so you're, because you're investing in yourself in the long run. And I think that's, that's what's really helped us is being able to see, you know, see in the long run a little bit. And you said that the think tank, you have to make time for that. Yeah. We're lucky to be a couple and working together. Some people may just be on their own, but you have to schedule that time to sit down. For us, we sit and we just talk out uh, opportunities. You know, what does it take to, to make, to, to, to do that, right? Or this is a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea. And we go back and forth with that. But you have to, we create time for our think tank you have to create time for your, whether you're a single person entrepreneur, take that time to sit down for that hour and just brainstorm ideas. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And this is the last one that they asked about the entrepreneur. Do you continuously seek improvement in your business? If yes, what is the end goal? <laughs> the end goal, I, I would... I would love to eventually have multiple trailers, right? Okay, ideally, this is what I would love. Okay. I would love to play golf every day. Okay. Every day. <laughs> right? That's would, true. I would love to be able to play golf every day, and we have it set up where we have multiple trailers going out at different locations. I would love to go to an office, make sure everybody's here. They know where their assignment is going out. We're employing people. I can go play some golf, come back to the office, and finish up the day. <laughs> That's in my dreams, right? But but my goal, the end goal is to just look for, for this business and any other opportunities that we go into just secure the the, the um, our retirement. Yeah, you know. Yeah. That, that, that's our end goal to put us in place to live the lifestyle we want. Yeah. Okay, that was a good answer. That's that was really you know, good. We saw, our parents, we saw our parents work so hard their entire lives. You know, yeah. I mean, really hard work. their entire lives. And I wanna, I wanna enjoy it. You know, you go around one time, and I want to make most of this time. I want to be a great example for our grandson. Um, our kids are all adults, so I think that's so important for our grand to say, yeah, my grandparents were business owners. You know, yeah. they were entrepreneurs. Get an yes, example yeah. for him. So. He already has that language and that education mindset. Yeah. I think that's really important. And that, that, then I'll feel like we've done what we're supposed to do. You, you yeah. talk about setting the example. Like Mel, Mel comes, her parents were educators, right? They college educator, family's college educator. I did it, right? But when I met Mel, the expectation for school with her growing up was there. And it wasn't for me. You know, I took a different route. Um, but like you like said, that expect that expectation, you know, because people cross track, they that expectation is for them off the top. Auntie's a doctor, <laughs> you know, the uncle is a lawyer, right? They see that as kids growing up, everyone's professionals in their family. And we have to show our kids the same. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So this is the last question. Um and it was, who is your favorite Black power couple and why? Uh, almost all of my followers said Michelle and Barack. I had like one person say, it was, I, I, I didn't write down, I should have wrote down. It was like Ruby D and somebody. I can't remember. Um, but yeah. Yes, that's who it was. Because I was like, I've never even heard of that person. <laughs> oh my goodness. I heard of Ruby D. I just never heard of the, the guy. I was just like, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. So who who is you your know what a phone is? Yes, I know what that is. <laughs> I know what a rotary phone is, but I never had one, but I know what it looks like. <laughs> I would say for me, my my black power couple was my parents. Okay. Hands down, they were um, like Ralph said, you know, they were educators, they led by example. Um their love was phenomenal. Um, and I think at the end of the day, that drove kind of the engine that was my parents. Yeah. I set a lot of my expectations to that, high or low. Um, and my, you know, my mom's talking about that mindset. If you expect the best of somebody, then they'll work towards that because you surround them with opportunities and resources and support so they can be successful mm -hmm. and be happy. And I, I don't think too many people compare to that for me. They were married 50 years. 
um, that you don't you don't see that kind of devotion and love. And they had their challenges. Yeah. But they never lost sight of the importance of family, which is I'm a nester. I am all about family. Yeah. Um, but I'm all about education because no one can ever take that away from you. Once yeah. You have it and you get it and you earn that. No one can ever take that away from you. So it's it was never about having the most money or having the most stuff because that can go like that. Yeah. But um, it's about helping yourself to become self-sufficient using the people's and getting the support of the people around you, embracing your family, and just that deep kind of unshakable love that, that kind of powers you through it, that's what you take with you. And so for, for me, I think my parents, yeah. I, I would say mine as well. But we say Black power couple. Mine was a Blacksican power couple. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm a Blacksican. My dad is Black and my mom is Mexican. Okay. So that's where the tacos come from, right? <laughs> right, right. So I'm a Blackstican, but I grew up with my dad's family. I grew up with my, I don't speak Spanish, unfortunately, because um, I grew up with my dad. We grew up with my dad's family. But just knowing where they came from, you know, with my dad and then my, my mom remarried to my stepdad, right? Okay. He, he was a big, I, I was lucky to have both men in my life, you know, which, the, you know, coming from inner city LA, we don't see. Okay. Right? So I was fortunate to have that. Um, and just knowing where they came from. You know, they came from the South and moved to California. Um, my, my stepdad was, was uh, going to school in the 10th grade. So he was a 10th grade dropout um, because he had to work to provide for his family because his dad wasn't around, right? Mm -hmm. And then to see what he and my mom built together mm -hmm. and where they came from for us to have rental property in the hood, like I'm from South Central LA, you know, and we had multiple pieces of property at one time in, in LA, you know, and just to like, hey, this this cat, he educated that, you know, so to speak, but but a brilliant mind, you know, you yeah. don't have, to have that college degree. So they went the college route and we did it, but just to see where they came from, you know, and what they built, you know, we were still in the hood, you know, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but we had a little money. Yeah, you know, I, I was so nasty. Yeah. We were a little hood rich. We were hood rich, you know. We, we were in hood. We had a, we had a, we, you know, we had we had a nice house in, in you know, and, and and I would I would say them. But as far as like a celebrity, um, of course, Barack and, yeah. and, and you, know, <laughs> you know, and and I, I and I liked Jay Z a lot. Oh, okay, yeah. His upbringing, you, you know, he's from the streets of New York. I'm from the streets of so like that. Uh, relate, I guess, what he's done for himself. Okay. So um, the last thing I just want to say, I do want to tell everybody that I have had tacos from you guys before you guys did cater my wedding. And it was amazing. And people talked about that food <laughs> for the <laughs> longest time. They love the food. Well, also, I want to tell you, I just learned about golf. I never knew anything about golf before. And I did a photo shoot for a family and they wanted to do it on um, a golf course. It was like a, not a free golf course. I forgot what they call it. It's like an open golf course, but it's not like for a club in Atlanta. Are you looking for one or are you? No, no. I went, I went there to do the photo shoot for, with them oh. at that golf course. Um, and where it was? It's in Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> it's, in Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta. it's in Atlanta. But like, so it's an open course, and you don't have to be a part of the club. It's in like a neighborhood. It's across the street from a school. I remember that, but I don't remember the name of the golf course. I'll have to get it. I can text her and ask her. Um, but they wanted to do their family photo shoot at the golf course, and I had to learn like a little bit of the rules before I could just be out there, you know, rolling around in the grass with the camera. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I didn't know there were so much uh, to golf. Like I didn't, but I can see because her husband had really gotten into it um, during COVID, and so like that was his that was his happy space. So <laughs> it was you interesting. To, you need to connect him, connect him with me. I got a group of it's over a hundred of us. Okay, I will. Oh, I will. Yeah, we're called BOG Brothers of Golf. Okay, I'm one of the original founders. It was thirteen or fourteen of us that founded BOG, Brothers of Golf. And then now it's 50 of us. And then there's another group chat where there's a lot of black golf groups out here. Yeah. And we've all come together to put kind of like create this one big group chat. Like every day someone's playing, they'll just send a text. 
I have three tee times at XYZ golf course. Who wants me in? And then people are like, put me in, put me in. You know, you just network. And, you know, some of these brothers I don't even know because it's somebody that I know, they know. You know, and they've added them to the chat. And we'll say, hey, we have four tee times. And they'll say, put me in. And then we meet them there. And, you know, you start networking. So what do you oh, do for me? Well, I do this. And we, we try to keep it in the family. Yeah. What business? Yeah, I'll have to, you'll have to text me all these links and things that we talked about so I can share them on my um, Instagram when I put all the stuff out about the episode. See, I know y'all yeah. don't know about, about social media. I got to get in touch with Raven so she can yes, get, get it on y'all. To get, <laughs> to get it together. She literally, you, if you saw the new trailer, that was because Raven was like, come on, this she hadn't posted in years, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I was like. Cause I was like, well, let me see if I can find some Bueno Taco uh pictures or something. I was like, I can't find nothing. <laughs> no, we can't either. We're like, do we have any in our phone? No. Like it's we're terrible. So now Mel is like Mel, Raven is like, when you do an event, take pictures. Yeah. You know, if you just catering and dropping food off and set it up, take pictures of that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You know, while you're cooking, take pictures. We'll do yeah, better, we promise. We'll no, do she something where I mean, she... if you ever want somebody to come take pictures so you can have like a stockpile of pictures, just ask me. And I, if I have the time, like I'll make the time and I can come take them for you. And I get them back to you in the same day. I'll just send them to you uh, through a link that I have. Yeah. And yeah. like, so like pictures of like your truck, pictures of y'all like cooking inside the truck, even yeah. like fake pictures of you like laughing while Ralph is cooking, like if he's not having <laughs> a day. <laughs> So like I can I can do that for y'all. It's not a problem. Uh, I'm taking a break from like photography, just paid photography. But like I said, I'll do it for free. I have no issue with that. So if y'all want, just let me know when. And I can. I'm not a videographer now. I'm not a video. I can do photography. I can get you the still shots so you can post them on your Instagram and your Facebook. Um, but the videos, I do know a videographer. I can if you don't have one. I know one. But I am not. We'll text. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah, text back you back to, yeah. some stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sure. So just let me know. So, um, but yeah, that's all I had. So thank you guys for coming on today. This uh, was a great yeah. conversation. Anytime. I'm gonna and send you a bunch of stuff, Kendra. If okay. You feel like the Bueno Taco ATL. That's all on social media. Oh, that's it. Okay, because I have to find y'all on Instagram. So the when bueno I taco is ATL. Okay. Bueno taco ATL. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. I need to get in contact with your um, social media, especially. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and we'll get the ball rolling on that. So, okay. all right. Yeah, good. Well, have a good one. You thank, too. You. thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Hidden Gems podcast. Like I said in the beginning, Mercury has been in retrograde and it will not be out of retrograde until the 22nd of February. So um, I did have some like weird connectivity issues. I did this interview over Zoom, which usually works out pretty well, especially when I am trying to put the videos on my YouTube. Um, But this week it was just really weird. Um, So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope you were able to hear everything. I tried my best to fix it. I spent like four hours editing this episode. I am not a professional by any means, and I have never projected that I am a professional podcaster. But um, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you were able to pick up a few things from it. If you are looking for the Bueno Taco um, company, you can find them on all their social medias are Bueno Taco ATL. So I'll be posting a couple things on my Instagram this week um, about them so that you guys can see them. And... If you're looking for me, if you want to follow me, you can find me at hidden gems underscore underscore pod on Twitter and on Instagram. I do not have a Facebook. I have a personal Facebook and I'm not accepting new friends. So please don't go request me. Um, <laughs> other than that, you can also find me on TikTok. If you want to follow me on TikTok, um, on TikTok, I, my TikTok name is Kendra's Treasures. And if you are looking for waist beads or any of the other products that I sell, you can go to www.kindratreasures.com. And tune in next week for another episode. Next week, hopefully the connectivity issues aren't as bad. (laughs) But they shouldn't be because this interview I will be doing in person next week. So everything should sound clear and crystal. All right. Thank you guys again. And I'm out. Oh, wait, one more thing. 
if you're seeing those questions in my story on Instagram, this is why it's important to follow me. If you're seeing those questions on my story on Instagram, go ahead and give them an answer because as you can see, I use them in my episodes. And it's really great to hear the questions that you guys have to ask small business owners um, because then they can answer them better than I can because I mean even though I am a small business owner I might not necessarily have the same experience to be able to answer those questions that some small business owners may have um so make sure you answer those questions if you see them in my story on Instagram and if you've been following me on Twitter the bruise on my leg from when I fell off the box during my box jumps um has turned like purplish black it's really big now and you can almost see the corner of the actual box on my leg um so there's that needless to say I did boxing workouts for the rest of the week with my husband and if you follow me on Instagram and on TikTok you would have seen those so follow me other than that I hope you guys are enjoying Black History Month and this coming Saturday, Sunday, is Valentine's Day. So if you have a Valentine, I hope you're enjoying your Valentine's Day. If not, treat yourself. Buy that thing off of Amazon, girl. Don't do it, girl. Do it. Do it. All right. Other than that, I will see you guys next Monday. Thank you again for being loyal listeners. I really appreciate it. Like, share, comment, post. Also, subscribe. And leave me a rating, please.